You gotta teach me how to use this thing for like uh, podcast purposes, so that maybe I can like help out with certain things um, on my end. Fucking so that, that'll be something we could talk about uh, later on. What kind so, of laptop you get? Uh, a twenty twenty Air Air uh, Mac AirBook Pro. Fucking ass! I got a refurbished. Look at this guy. The so, podcast is treating us well, guys. Check this out. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got I got a laptop from two years ago. Oh, yeah. Hey, fuck it, dude. I'm in the market for a used laptop as well for uh, some stuff, some Windows-based yeah. stuff. Yeah, because I'm a Mac user. Okay. And shout out to uh, Shadow Tech. They're kind of like a cloud PC solution. So what they do is they build you a virtual computer. And you can pretty much use any device to work from that computer, which is kind of cool. Huh. So you virtual can like virtual computer. Yeah, it's a virtual computer. So I can pretty much add that app onto my Mac and have a Windows based computer. Okay. All right. Yeah. And uh how's training for you, man? Oh, training good. I've been uh been able to teach jujitsu and train with the class lately. Uh, I've been able to manage it even when there are guests and beginners in the class. So I've got a format down. I've got a pace. Oh, uh, yeah. Students are used to it. Um, Mateus is on his way back. So uh, everything's the table set for a clean return for him. And uh, things are feeling good. Uh, Muay Thai wise, I haven't been able to do as much Muay Thai specific training as I want to in terms of mm. hitting pads and getting the knee sparring in. But hopefully that'll change pretty soon. One of my uh, old students and now good training partner and jiu-jitsu teammate does Muay Thai with us, Jeff, over at Kohaldo Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. We're going to start uh, linking up, doing our own little independent training sessions to, to get that going. So I'm excited about that. So everything's feeling good. My ankle's feeling better, strengthening my calves activating my anterior tibialis so that my muscles are taking more of the strain instead of my Achilles. So I'm excited about that. So things are going good. Uh, I'm, I'm so good that you could probably hear in my voice that I'm, I've been really <laughs> hype when teaching my class. Dude, so this morning, great. this morning, like I blew out my voice. <laughs> so, uh, so things are doing that well on my end. How are the, how's training going with you, dude? It's good. Uh, I've, trained yesterday which was great starting to how's it how's the neck feeling it's still a little twitchy you know like sometimes when my my head turns too far a certain way i feel the electrical shock go down my arm so i'm like jesus christ Fuck. so That's i always scary. have to like kind of be mindful about um just keeping my freaking frames okay because once they start smashing down 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not a good spot because I got to get that the is, fuck up. That is not a good spot. <laughs> so uh, I did pretty, I've been doing pretty good. We've been learning a lot of uh, framing stuff and just stuff, some competition stuff that people are getting ready for. I think there's something in November. I think it's a Jiu-Jitsu World League and a bunch of people are doing it because I think it's one of the last ones of the year. Oh, and, okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, just getting, I, I'm starting to feel like I'm getting back in to kind of more maybe like a purple belt mode now Mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. like I'm I'm starting to see just a little bit better than I did before just because I wasn't frequently coming in but I've been pretty consistent at least twice a week and um I got to roll with Travis yesterday and oh how's he doing because I know he's bouncing back from knee surgery yeah he knows how's he, he doing he's doing pretty good and uh he's fine man like you would have never thought he lost a step. If anything, his wrestling has actually gotten better. And uh, me and him got to roll last night. And man, and I know he doesn't listen to this podcast, so I'm going to say it. I I had him in the mount for maybe about two seconds. And then I took his back for maybe about a second and a half. Were you looking around at people? Or people? No. Anyone else Because people were watching. Anybody, no, people were watching because everyone was ooing and eyeing. And then I was, yeah, like, well, you are. I was just like. I had him for maybe about five <laughs> seconds total. And then, you know, we even talked about it after I was like, dude, what the fuck did I do wrong? And I ended up not really staying on top, but I think it was because I was fucking gas, dude. Mm, mm. Like I couldn't, like as soon as my gas started to lose my, my movement and mobility started to kind of fade. Like my, uh, okay. my body wouldn't do what my mind wanted to do. All right. Well, hey, I think we've I put all been everything there. I had in that fucking five seconds. Dude, we, we've all been there, man. Yeah. Tournaments, prom night, honeymoon. Wait, what are we talking about again? The power talking? exchange. <laughs> the power exchange. <laughs> now called something else. Oh, uh, so I, I on topic. Well, on topic. Let me ask, let me ask you something. You know, I've been, we've been trying some new things in our Hapkido class Ooh. to kind of keep uh keep things fresh, break up the monotony of like a set program. Um, you've been training for a long time and you've been in a, a number of different classes. Yes. Uh, you've probably got understand like when a, a certain instructor is teaching, there's a particular rhythm or particular, a particular pattern that they follow as the class progresses. How important is it to you as a student where uh, once in a while they break up the monotony with something different where they change the order of things or they try different things where it's like, Hey guys, now we're going to do, um, kind of, uh, an open mat feel where you guys are going to coach each other, or I'm going to like pull somebody else to show us their favorite technique and have them run certain types of drills. Do you like that as a student? Or do you find that the breaking up of that pattern is a little unsettling? What, what's your perspective as a student when you're taking classes, man, I love it when someone else or someone brings another technique to the table, especially if it's, you know, if it's a legit technique that you've never, like that you've seen or like that you've done before, but you, you kind of just never gel with it. And then it comes back and then you're just like, Oh shit, that's fucking brilliant. But, but, let, but let, let's take it out of the technical realm. What I yeah, mean is for, for hey, the beginner, we're, right now we're going to do different, different warmups. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like let's, yeah. Let's change up. We're going to do, we're going to warm up this way. Yeah. Or we, we're going to we play yeah. a game for this. Okay. All right. Do you like that? I do because it, it kind of exercises all the other muscles that you're not really working either, you know? 
Mm. So a change of pace is nice. Oh yeah. Because you gotta be okay. like in jujitsu nowadays, you have to be all around or you're fucking schmuck. Right. But you also gotta be careful with that. I feel because predictability in a pattern is also important to make sure you're checking off all the right boxes Very in true. your development. And I think there's something to be said about the security that a student feels when they could count on, okay, the first 15 minutes, this is the pattern that you're going to follow. And I'm good at that. And I could ride with that. Yes. And I could just go along with that. I think there's value with that for a student, but yeah, yeah I agree. There's once in a while, you do have to break that up. Just kind of shake the, shake the, the cobwebs kind of promote neurogenesis Oh, yeah. And uh, get things going. All right. I just want, just wanted to get your perspective on that. It's also relative. I was wondering. Though, I think mm. it's also relative because if, if you're like one of those people that absorbs things and, and can execute them and, or want to, or try to, or continue, continuously try to execute, execute it. Because some people, when they learn something, they learn it and they think they can put it in their memory bank, but really they never can really use it in the, in like the battle mode, you know? So mm. for those that actually take the technique, practice it. Like sometimes I'll practice that like for two days straight, like two days when I'm in there, like I'll try to do the same thing that I learned, like maybe like last week or something just to see if I, especially if it was something that I was interested in. Do you have a hard time finding a training partner that will do that with you? No, because. Oh yeah. Really? Not, okay, for me, for I feel like everyone at Magalit, we all kind of have the same level of drive. Right. But then everyone mm -hmm. has a different level of technique. So mm -hmm. we constantly try to make each other better where if I'm going with a lower ranked dude, I'm trying to help him like tighten up those things. Like usually it's when people don't know how to elevate their hips. Like they're, they're always like flat on their back or something like that, you know, cause there's so many things you can do when you elevate your hips, right? Like you sweep, right. you could do all this. Yeah. So it's like, man, the people that can execute it, though, it's, that's that's a different animal, you know? Being able to find people that are willing to drill with you and do old techniques with you on yes. the side, how much do you think it's, that comes from the fact that, I don't know, maybe it sounds like your school is one where you have a lot of competitors. And is yeah. that something you find that's more common in a school that has a lot of people that are busy competitors? Do you find that you could find that same type of uh, want and desire for drilling of old and basic techniques in a place that's surrounded by more hobbyists. Uh, I'm asking I, from I, your I, experience. Oh, yeah. I don't know what your experience is. I, I say so because even with the guys that aren't competitors, and I'd say there's about out of a hundred percent of the class, there's about maybe like 35 to 40% that are doing competitive things but can i tell you that that's a lot it is a lot that's and, a lot and but but mind you that's not you also either take into consideration these are the lower rank guys whites and blues and then like the purples are a little bit more rare because we're they're a little bit older they have more response they have jobs you know mm -hmm. and the younger ones oh. yeah those are the, like yeah. the blues and whites okay okay do you, in your school, is it mostly the blue belts and white belts that are the more busy competitors? No, the purples are, are, are they compete as well. Oh, uh, okay. So you have a lot of purple belts that compete. A good amount, yeah. And they're all younger? No, they're all ages, actually. Oh, but there's but a lot most of, of them are variety. more experienced. Like they've been so, purple for a while. So the wanting and the uh, kind of the 
the wide breadth of competitors at your school, that's just kind of built into the culture. I think so. I think that's what Travis wanted to build. I mean, he's always been at those tournaments. Like that's the first time I've ever seen him, you know, like he's been doing it for a long time. And you know, even like his old training partners from like 10th Planet, they've even said that he was on a different level, you know, like when he was younger, mm-hmm. and I was just like, Oh, that's cool. And, uh, that's, that's what kind of drew me over there. Not the way he looks in his, uh, not the way he looks in his board shorts. No, no. <laughs> there you go. I see, mean, he, he, listen, although listen he is taller people. than me and he weighs less than me. This is fucking listen, ridiculous. Listen to this people. See guys, Sean is not just a thirst trap. I'm not a thirst trap. He, he, he's all about the substance. Speaking of thirst so traps, was, I saw the picture you had with Stan Fairtex, dude. Good Lord. <laughs> oh, it's Stan. We took, got to meet Stan. He took... You took a picture of my wife, my, uh, my mistress. Your future, your future, future ex-wife. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, my future baby wanted, mama. We wanted to make sure that we weren't bothering her. So we, we did it like a big group photo and just made it really quick. Said hi. Uh, you know, you, you forget here in the Bay area, the climate is so different compared to the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, she looked cold, <laughs> you know, and this is in Milpitas yeah. when it's like 70 degrees, she looked like she was wearing like a pretty thick denim jacket, you know, those denim jackets that have the yeah. uh, cotton lining on the inside. <laughs> but, uh, she was very accommodating, very chill. Uh, shout out to Matt Lucas. Yeah. Uh, follow him on Matt Lucas Muay Thai on Instagram. He's also been around Ma- forever, dude. Yeah, Muay Thai Graham on Instagram. And also Muay Thai Graham has a, a YouTube page. A lot of great Muay Thai content. He's the one who's uh, accompanying Stamp on the, her U.S. tour as she does seminars all over the United States. Uh, and so check it out. I heard a lot of people had uh, a good time at this, this seminar. Chance for you to meet a young champion. Uh, so take advantage of that, folks, yeah. if you can. Dude, that's damn I saw the stuff that she did over at KOA. That's pretty cool. Like she was teaching yeah. a bunch of people. Yeah. And you know, it's, and what's cool about a lot of these, uh, Muay Thai seminars is whoever's teaching it. They'll, they'll go up to each person and watch them yeah. pair by pair to, to, to make sure that like everything's being done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything's done correctly. There's no um, bullshit here. You know, you gotta try, you gotta try. So congratulations to all to all of the, uh, well, who am I saying congratulations? Well, congratulations to Sam. It sounds like her U.S. tour is a big success. Uh, and so, yeah, so guys, check out um, Matt Lucas Muay Thai on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to, uh, oh, we have an announcement, by the way. Uh, Carlo and I are going into professional <laughs> slap, professional sl- slapping. Pro- slap fighting. Slap, slap fighting. fighting. Let's get it right. Yeah, um, I guess the slap fighting league got uh, what do you be- call it? They got um, ne- is it Nevada? Nevada State Athletic App- yeah, uh, Commission approval to hold events in Nevada. And, and me, uh, we're gonna we're gonna be on the Ultimate Fighter version. The ver- <laughs> I'm gonna be out in the first round because I, I didn't know oh, they, they're allowed they're allowed to slap you back. I don't like that idea. So uh, <laughs> imagine flatlining so on count, a fucking slap. Count me though. out. Count me out. <laughs> Hey man, I. It's nice that these tough guys get a venue for which they get paid. So dude, for real, man. I know we're Why I know not? we're an MMA podcast, but maybe once Why in a while not, we'll talk dude. we'll talk a little bit about the slap fighting when they get a big name on there. When when Jake Paul jumps into slap fighting oh, against oh, against Conor McGregor, <laughs> <laughs> then we'll cover that. <laughs> dude, that's so funny. 
You want to talk about those fights over the weekend? Oh, let's, dude, wait, wait. Before we talk about the fights over the weekend, let's talk mm-hmm. about Mr. Uh, Matt Cox's win. Oh, yeah. Our guy, Matt Cox, won uh, an IKF California 140-pound uh, title belt last Saturday. We fought a game appointment. Congratulations and thank you to our opponents from Team Archangel, uh, Brian or. Brian De La Pena, who this is our third time uh, matching up against them. And it's, and it's always a fucking action packed war against Brian. Brian, Brian's a cool ass dude, a really strong Muay Thai fighter. And it was an honor to share the ring with him again uh, this time around. And it went five rounds. We got the split decision and, and Matt, Matt, this is his last fight for this year before we hit the ground running next year. Uh, So congratulations to Matt. Congrats, um, we're proud. Of, we're proud of you, dude. We're proud of you. Follow him on Instagram, Matt.OMA, Matt.OMA on Instagram, guys. It's mostly Muay Thai and food. It's Muay Thai and food on his feed. So if that's your thing, that's your guy. <laughs> and thank you to uh, Ray, our guy, Raymond Valetti, helped corner uh, for this one. And again, thank you to our friends at Pacific Ring Sports for letting us train with you guys to get um, Matt Brady on this semi short notice fight. Uh, um, it was a, got the it was a win. Motherfucker. Got the, got the win. You know what they say? <laughs> uh, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Yeah. And it paid off on this one. So thanks. Thanks for shouting that out, Sean. We appreciate yeah, you. Yeah. I just, it's cool seeing you like in your fucking element, you know, me, me, me going crazy in the corner. I, I didn't even <laughs> get to see any of like anything, but I just saw photos and it just looked like a fucking, Crazy I'll forward, time, you know. You know what? Uh, I'll forward you footage of yeah. the rounds. Uh, Dude, I'll please. Text, I'll text those to you. So funny, like only uh, fans. Getting, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Armando, Armando, and I uh, were texting, or, or actually, we speak on the phone the night before. Mm-hmm. Armando couldn't make this event, uh, so I was cornering in his place, essentially as a chief. And Armando was telling me, "Look, this is going to be a battle, of Wills. Like." Slap Matt if you have to in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't have to do that. Matt's always hey. locked in, so. Uh, it was a good time and, and congratulations. And thank you to West coast elite, uh, for holding this, uh, show guys, follow them on Instagram. This was a very well-run weigh in the day before and a very well-run show. So thank you to West coast elite. Thank you to IKF, um, California, uh, for, um, uh, running the event as well. Um, congratulations to all the teams that showed out for this one. This was a really good show to be a part of, and we feel honored to have uh, been a part of it. So thank you. Dude, that's awesome, man. Another announcement. We finally have our first official Mighty Beast podcast t-shirt. Yes. It's on, uh, yes. Etsy. The link is in the description. So if you guys want to support us, we have t-shirts and we have guys. stickers right now. So and let me get tell official. You guys- Please get official. This thing is great for every occasion. Yeah. You know, barbecues. Fuck it. Training it. (laughs) Go on your honeymoon. Bang your loved one wearing it. Use it as a comrade. You know, whatever. Let them know that there's a mighty beast in the bedroom. You're just representing. Yeah. You're representing the mighty beast in you. (laughs) The mighty beast in us. Yes. But yeah, the link is in the description. Uh, we're going to come out with something every episode. I think next week we're going to do a beanie and we're going to do some spats. 
for some training. All yeah. right, for for our yeah. nogi folks, I love it, I love it. And guys. we're also gonna aim to get in some custom work. So if you ever want to get a, p- a piece of our clothing with your name on it or your gym's name on it, that is totally possible. So look out for our latest, latest um, releases coming out every episode. We'll probably put out what one or two things, maybe a coffee mug and a fucking hat or some shit. But we don't know yet. But yeah, every episode will come out with something cool. Maybe we'll do some themed t-shirts and uh, mighty beast do. condoms. What I'm was telling the- <laughs> you, man, mighty beast condoms. What was the? What was the we're, one? We're, we're just skirting the issue here, but I think the- that's really what the people want. <laughs> the powdered donut. Is that- <laughs> we should make a powdered, powdered, do- <laughs> powdered donut, donut t-shirt. Be- <laughs> 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 anyway, there were some fights over the weekend. There uh, were. There were. And. Overall, the event, I think it was actually, it was a proving ground. I think there was a Mm -hmm. lot of uh, people that needed to prove that they still believe uh, either belonged in the UFC or, or they belong in the UFC, but um, man, some good action uh, early on, especially in the prelims. I love it when the prelims show out, man, because there's always some like standout fighter that you're going to end up watching again. There's like a gem there. Yeah. Yeah. There's always one. There's always one. Yeah. Do you, you want to start with the main event first? Yeah. So let's okay. go with uh, Alexa Grasso uh, versus uh, Vivian Arriajo. You no, know, you know what? Arraj- I felt Arraj- so bad. Arraj- I've, I was mutilating her name. It's Viviani Araujo. 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 Viviani Araujo. And let me tell you something. Th- this fight... Um, I was really impressed with this fight, actually. Yeah. I thought it was a very professional fight. These yeah. these fighters came in and they knew there was something at stake. And they were they were just very professional. Like you you didn't see anybody spamming random ass attacks. Yeah. Everyone had their particular game plan. I think you called it right last week. Grosso using her boxing to kind of control the distance. Um Araujo trying to close the distance using her wrestling and uh, her grappling. Uh, Grosso gets the unanimous decision. I agree with it. Um, but it, it, was a, it was a good, solid fight. And I, speak, and I think it speaks well for the quality of talent and ability at, um, at 125 for this division. What do you think of the fight, dude? That was good, man. Like, Alexa came out pretty uh she looked she looked fucking juiced man like she just looked super serious and, and like focused sharp sharp yeah. with the with the with the jab and Araujo, accurate hands yeah. Araujo, she looked fucking like she was actually throwing a little too many power shots for my liking and you could see it on alexa's face mm. she was getting hit like a few times but mm-hmm. i think the judges saw that the volume came from alexa and mm-hmm. she was grinding even though she was taken down and it was in a little bit of a a scare. I think she got her back taken or something like that, if I remember. Um, but for the most part, she needed she did she did what she needed to do. I watched the uh, the fight live, and I, I gave it to Alexa as well. So yeah, good, I think and I call. was very impressed with. Um, there was one part where Araujo got this really sweet um, double leg, and. Grosso was able to switch her hips like super oh, yeah, fast and yeah, like yeah. got up like super Pretty fast. Sick. That was very sick. That was a sick uh, counter. Um, and they both look very clean. Their their stamina, their cardio looked like it was on point. Um, and you're right. I think Araujo maybe on her striking, 
over relied a little bit on the power, maybe a few setups to help with those power shots might have helped, um, especially when she wanted to turn it into a, uh, the grappling fight. But uh, Grasso showed that she was more than able to defend herself on the ground as well. Yeah. So a good, solid main event, I thought. Totally. I agree. And um, with the co-main event, let's talk about like Cub Swanson and Jonathan Martinez. Let me tell you, you, you Jonathan Martinez, Southpaw fighter. Yeah. I think he showed kind of a text. He, he was an example, a textbook example of how a, I think a Southpaw fighter sh- striker should strike in the MMA context. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was making use of his left kick to the arm and body of Cub Swanson. Oof. And it, and it set up, and it, it, up it, it actually set up the leg kick, which is what put Swanson down in the second round, which it was just weird. It's just almost like backwards thinking. You usually think of maybe the leg kick setting up the higher kicks. Yeah. This time Martinez used the body kicks, kind of the higher arm kicks to set up the leg kicks. And it was just devastating. And he put Swanson down. You do, you, you see it sometimes, but you rarely see people get TKO'd by a leg kick yeah. and you got to that see it this time. Hard, it's, that was a fucking solid ass inside leg kick too. You don't see ton yeah. of, tons of those land super solidly in MMA. Um, so that was impressive by Jonathan Martinez. What do you think of this fight? Man, I, I honestly thought that after the loss, I was kind of scared that Cub was probably going to put his gloves on the floor or something like that and retire. Mm. But I guess, mm. I mean, it looks like he made 35 fairly easy and maybe he's going to give it one more go, but yeah, that was kind of the question going into it. Like, yeah, would, he, would he make 35 and would, he, would, would it affect his performance in a super negative way? I think he just ran into a buzzsaw. That's really what it was. Well, not only that, I think Cubs also on his way out, man. Like he's been doing it for such a oh, long he's, time. He's been in the game for a while. And he just looked out kind of outclassed too. Like when in, if that was Cub, like in his prime, he, he, kill Jonathan Martinez, but mm, mm, just not the same guy anymore, you know? Mm. So yeah. we'll see how many more, how much more he, he has in him. What, you know, you, you mentioned like sometimes these kind of three cards have gems in them. What other yeah. fight on this card did you, did you want to shout out? Shout out. My, my gem of the card was the Tatsuro Tyra versus CJ Vergara fight. So that Tatsuro Tyra kid all right, you were telling me about this last week, I think. I think you were Yeah, this Japanese we kid to, from mm-hmm. I don't know where the fuck he's from, but Japan. He's, he's no, got the kidding. youth, he's got know. the movement, very uh wide stance, very traditional almost. And he ended up coming out with an arm bar that was kind of like a one of those things where he, he just kind of stuck with it and once CJ stood up and kind of straightened out his body, it was just done deal. And I think that's one of his like specialties or something like that. But, uh, Do you get surprised when, in MMA when people still stand up when they're armbarred from the guard? Yeah, th- that's why like I question a lot of people's jujitsu because that no no jujitsu guy's not doing that. Like he's trying to land like he wasn't even trying to land like a lot of ground and pound. Like it was kind of weird. I wonder if it's because in the MMA context, people feel like, all right, if I'm on top and they're trying to armbar me from the bottom, it's not gonna I'm work. gonna try to I'm gonna try to pick them up and slam them. Or I'm so slippery, I should be able to just slide out. So they yeah. they kind of use their athleticism instead of positional 
yeah, uh, yeah. technical so right. uh, yeah. stuff to kind of get out. They're just trying to you kind of essentially just go wild to get out of a submission. Yeah. Is that what's going on here? Pretty much, man. And mm, you see it a lot. You, you see do. it a lot. And it's kind of too bad. Because those Is are there like are, blue belts. Dude. Yeah. And let me <laughs> tell you, that because there are some good techniques for getting out of the arm bar that yeah. could actually put you in dominant position once you get out. You just have to go through the steps. And I think it kind of shows why sometimes, sadly, I think that some jujitsu guys uh, are a little bit snobbish towards the MMA crowd when it comes to the <laughs> technique a little bit. Sometimes with, for good reason, but I don't think anybody should be snobbish towards anybody. Uh, uh, that's just my take on it. But agreed. when they when they see things like that, someone standing up in an armbar, I could see like jujitsu heads Jiu-jitsu players' heads like explode. Oh my god! Like, oh, pull, what I, the I, fuck is he doing? Uh, caraya, why the fuck is he doing that? <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I see that sometimes. Yeah. But just wondering. But it, in any case, um, it was a good card all around. Yeah. Um, shout out to I, the homie, fucking Joe Anderson Brito. That's like three different oh, names. Oh, rear naked choke in the first round. Yeah. Win against uh, Lucas it, Anderson. Dude, like I had no uh, fucking. Oh, Lucas no Alexander. Chance. Excuse me. Yeah, okay, yeah. That dude had I no just, chance. Yeah, it was pretty clear <laughs> yeah. from the get go. But let's. Um, that was a fun card. But we we got to talk about this. Uh, this next card coming up. UFC 280 this Dude, weekend. I can't fucking wait. The one that we've kind of been hinting at for weeks Jeez. now, actually. We're so excited about it. The, the, uh, it's kind of a vacant title, right? <laughs> for the lightweight, yeah, vacant lightweight much. title. Charles Oliveira versus Islam Akhchev for the 155 title. You know, this, this is going to be on Yaz Island in Abu Dhabi. And someone had to remind me, uh, I think it's going to take place like in, like in the eleven in the morning or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's two p.m. Eastern time. So yeah, that's a lot. What the fuck? So so sad thing is I'm going to be uh, well not sad because I'm I'm going to be working the Muay Thai Development League coaching Emily during this time. Oh, shit. So I, I might have to like between like certain times maybe catch it on my phone. <laughs> not, I'm gonna Dude. I'm not going to be enjoying this at anybody's uh, barbecue or anything like that. But let's talk about let's break down this main event. Yeah. That being that being said, Charles Oliveira is like, like I gotta tell you, as the days go by, I keep going back and forth on this. I think for a few days I was kind of thinking that Islam with his wrestling can kind of control this fight. But I feel like um in watching the embedded episodes on ESPN Plus, that Oliveira has been pretty wrestling heavy. Yeah. getting ready in this camp, which kind of tells me maybe he hasn't been taking a lot of damage in his fight preparation. So maybe he's going to have a lot in the tank going into this fight and have any, and like on paper, it just seems like he has more ways to win. What do you think? I think so. And again, we talked about this. We previewed this last week and mm -hmm. I'm going to, after, you know, I thought we we're going to have like a change of heart or whatever, but after watching all the embedded and the countdown and all this other stuff, you know, you can't really, you got to take that stuff with a grain of salt also. You never Absolutely. Know Cause it's heavily edited. And, yeah. And it's edited you know, and whatnot. Whatever. But just from, just from that, or just based off of experience and activity, he's been, the, he's been in the bigger fights. He's fought the better. I think obviously he's, he's beat the better and fought the better opposition. So I'm just going to go with Charles. Um, I let think me, he finishes him. 
Let me let me add. Oh, really? Yeah. You think it like a um like a knockout? I th- I mean, I'll TKO. go with what I said last time. I think it it's going to be a, it's going to be a freaking hurt to submission or something. Ah, uh, so like he rocks him, and yeah. then like there's a scramble on the bottom. Yeah. Islamist maybe dazed. And he takes his back and uh, yeah, yeah, I can see that happen. shit like that. That's, that's me, a Charles Oliveira thing. Let me ask you, and I don't know if this is just the hype It's going to be my white from, belt moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me, let me ask you. I don't know if this is just from or like is, Islam's, uh, Islam's uh, camp's hype machine, but one of the things they, they claim or they say, like one of the reasons why Islam's uh, resume of quality of opponents isn't as great as Oliveira's is because there aren't no, a lot of people lining up. Yeah. yeah, there's not a lot of people lining up to fight Islam. Uh, what do you think about that accusation or that that claim? Should I say accusation? Is that a yeah. legit claim? I mean, he's he beat a lot of really good dudes, but if you look at his resume, like none of them, none of these guys were ever in the top ten, except for maybe Dan Hooker, mm. but. That was a short notice fight, but yeah, I mean, no one wants to fight him, but there was also stuff where, you know, I don't even have a fight. Well, what do you think? What do you yeah. think that, oh, let me change it then. So just to make it, um, what do you think about Oliveira's claim then that, that, that Islam is only getting this fight because of the clout that Khabib has because no, Islam no. is part of Khabib's camp. There's you nobody know, okay. else. There's nobody else. Like he, mm. I'm, and you know, I'm not saying he's not a dominant dude. He is. He's like Khabib's mm. fucking. He's Khabib's fucking like. Like is there? He's pretty much Khabib two point one or something like that. Like he I just, think he's a better striker yeah, than yeah. Khabib. And let's see if he can get him down, and let's see if he can fend off the elbows and the submissions, because. We've seen we've seen Charles in the past. Like I'm I'm just tired of doubting this guy because I used to not really like him. You know, I, I remember when he fought Max Holloway, I was fucking juiced because Max Holloway beat him. And mm-hmm. you know, I didn't re- I wasn't really into him, but then as as he started to get the wins and he started winning like in the, in that fucking fashion, it, you can't doubt him anymore. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like Connor. Like if, if he wins this, dude, he's like it's like Connor status almost. If Islam can't establish um, at least a standing a clinch fight. Yeah. yeah, I don't even think he has to take him down in the first round, but he has to show that he can close the distance. Yeah, and like at least in the, at least the first round. Yeah. Like even if he's pressing him up against the cage, he has to show that he can do that in the first round. If he can't even get that in the first round, this fight's in, in Oliveira's hands. Agreed. I, I, I kind of feel like he's got to build that confidence early in the fight that he can close the distance and avoid damaging stuff from Charles if Islam has a chance in this fight. Yeah. Uh, do you think, does Islam have a, any kind of puncher strength? Is oh, Islam's totally. only path? Did, okay, so you think is Islam has more than just a wrestler's chance? I think he does because he is a better striker and he holds a lot of power. I mean, like, he's been in those. Like, he's a better striker than Khabib, is what oh, you're yeah, saying. He's not sure. a better striker than Oliveira on paper. And I think he's even a better striker than Justin Gaethje. <laughs> And Justin Gagey couldn't even hit Charlie. He's, there, really. He but he is did. a smoother. He's definitely he's got a smoother delivery than Gagey. Yeah, I think Gagey's very power thirsty when he throws his strikes. So I think you you might have something there. Yeah. Okay, all right. So you're going with Oliveira I'm by going finish. With Charles by finish. I think it's I think it's going to be Oliveira by decision. 
That's a good call. I think it's gonna. I think he's gonna be smart. I don't think he's gonna chase anything here. Uh, so I'll I'll go with Oliveira by decision. You got Oliveira by uh, by a finish, huh? Yes. Does it go past three rounds? You, I think you said it was going to be quick, huh? Maybe three. Yeah, three I say rounds? within the first three for sure. Look at you, man! I All know, the I'm Charles. going for it. I'm going. For it. Gonna, we're going to find gonna, out in the morning. He's going to get, so gonna get Charles, Charles Oliveira tramp stamp over here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get the same tattoos. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the co-main event. Co-main for the bantamweight title, dude. Aljamain Sterling, who I've who I've doubted for too long, and it's made me look like an idiot. Versus former champ TJ Dillashaw. Uh, you know, I didn't realize this, but uh, Aljamain has got a few more fights than TJ, um, just in terms of the sheer number. Um, but what do you think? I don't even know how to start with this one. This one I, I go back and forth on as well. What do you think about this one? I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. Do you think it's going to be like a war? It's going to be kind of like a... I feel like TJ is going to want to keep his distance just a little bit. So it's, he's going to be trying to fight from the outside as... Oh, you, so you don't think TJ's wrestling is going to come into play? Is it more his anti-wrestling that'll come into play? I think he's going to find out real quick that Aljamain's a bigger dude. Mm, and I think mm. he's going to be like, whoa, like how, how the fuck do I get in at this point? And Aljamain, I mean, he fought Peter Yan. He's not like the biggest freaking wrestler, but um, for the most part... I'm I'm tired of betting against Aljamain Sterling also because he's, he's starting <laughs> to like it's his time right now and um, if he gets past TJ Dillashaw I mean he's got to be up there with you know well let's not hyper exaggerate things I know but, uh, but like if he beats TJ Dillashaw who else is he gonna fight I mean Sean O'Malley oh that we could talk about that like in a second yeah but uh, what do you think what I think I I. I want to say because of the the inactivity uh, that sometimes when you haven't seen somebody in a while yeah. and you haven't seen them look good in a while, you think of them kind of as being washed. Yeah. This is, this is going to answer a lot of questions as to where TJ Dillashaw stands because, true. because you can make an argument after like the amount of time he spent at the top of the division. Uh, you know, think about all those training camps getting ready for all those five round fights and the style and the kind of the fast jumpy style that he has adopted, um, that he might, he might be washed, but yeah. he could prove me fucking wrong here. I, in my head, I was thinking well, maybe because he wants to control Aljamain, um, he shoots in for a takedown first, but I might be wrong. I think maybe Aljamain might initiate that first um, to know. try to control the hoppy, the hoppy shifting style of TJ. He might TJ. be too heavy too, man. So you never know. You're talking about oh, Aljamain's size, like yeah. him uh, just kind of imposing his size on TJ. Just, I mean, like if he gets on top, like, can he stay on top? That's like the big deal. Like, mm. and same thing with TJ. If he gets on top, can he stay on top? Or is it going to, or is it going to be like a, a fucking jujitsu tournament? Well, I kind of say, you know, also because of that kind of shifty style that TJ adopts, I think he surprises people with his power. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you, and people don't respect it until they have to feel it. Yeah. So, ah, man, I, I, this one's a pick em for me. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like the, like the, the intellectual part of me wants to go with Aljamain Sterling, but 
Sometimes TJ's got TJ's a veteran. He's, he's a two he fucking needs, time world champ. He knows he knows how it's done too. So yeah. I'm excited to see that one. Uh, so with other bantamate implications, let's go to the next one: Sean O'Malley versus former champ Peter Yan. Peter Yan. Ooh, I'm kind of intrigued by this one, man. This is going to be you, a good fight. What, what do you think? What do you think? I mean, it just seems like, uh, you know, that Yan's going to have to deal with the length of O'Malley. Yeah. It's going to be a str- mainly a striking fight. I think we could agree. John's got a lot of experience uh, in kind of these big, big shows here. This will be the highest ranked opponent that O'Malley's had to face. What, what do you think? What are we thinking here? Yeah, I think, I think Sean O'Malley has the tools to win. It's just, can he execute, uh, can he execute? Because I feel like Peter Yan, he's kind of like a lateral fighter. Whereas mm-hmm. like Sean O'Malley, he kind of, he's in and out, but he's in like weird directions and he's always looking for weird openings. He's throwing spinning shit. Plus he's a fucking tall motherfucker, man. So Peter Yan's going to have kind of a hell of a time getting off his combos and maybe even getting inside. Cause what, what do you think his strategy is going to be? He can't pick a mark from, pick him apart from outside he's gonna have to kind of make it dirty i think every t- i think every t- yeah I, I agree i think every time sean throws a kick Jan should try to break his foot with his shin Ooh. you know what i mean like yeah. check you every might, round hard and step in and step in like step in on the kick because mm-hmm. i think because of sean o'malley's explosiveness as soon as he touches you and if you kind of hesitate going in, it fucking hurts. Yeah. He shows that it, you could put damage on people. So then they get hesitant coming in there. You got to smother this kid. Uh, and then in this case, that's where I feel like maybe some good wrestling would should come into play. Yeah. Uh, and being able to step in. I think Jan should kick his way in. So check, you, check, yeah. check anything wrong. Sean throws with your shins. And then kick on your way in to throw like a punch combination and then grind them up against the fence. You don't even have to take them down. Yeah. Just turn it into a dirty fight on the inside. Uh, so we'll see what O'Malley's made of. And now it's only a three round fight as well. I think this might go to O'Malley's favor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cause he's a more like a fast, fast starter type of a type of rhythm that this guy likes to keep. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to go with O'Malley. With the decision, I, I think I'm going to go with Peter Yan. Nice. I think this there's kind of uh, I think he feels like this is his path getting back onto a kind of uh, a big name draw, which is what you want, which is what the company would want if they're going to consider someone for yeah. a title fight. So if you say, "Hey, like I put down the UFC's up and right up and up and coming rising star in Sean O'Malley." that makes you marketable. Yeah. Um, so, so we'll see. We'll see with that one. What other fights are you looking forward to on this Ooh, card, dude? I'm looking forward to this Benil Dariush and Matthias Gamrot fight. Ah, oh, so am I, man. Do you, okay, who do you got? Who do you got? I'm going with Gamrot. I feel like Benil's striking. I don't know, man. Matthias can can strike and he can and he can grapple. So He's super well-rounded. Yeah. It's a little cleaner on the striking. Cleaner. But then Benil's bigger I, though, man. He's Benil has just got that fucking like 
chin that oh <laughs> just, just when you think you put him away the zombie awakens and he's coming back yeah. even stronger i feel like damn, he should almost got charles Oliveira. wasn't he almost promised like a title fight not too long ago well i think he was promised a lot of things yeah. <laughs> the bitch, this is a guy that the ufc just loves That's shafting <laughs> they just fucking like <laughs> shafting this dude i'm curious know, i'm curious about uh sean brady versus Bilal muhammad uh, simply because Muhammad is uh, um, changed camps, he's joined uh, Khabib's team. That's cool. Um, I'm I'm curious to see how that affects his performance, uh, whether that makes a difference. Um, Sean Brady's undefeated, 15 and 0, and so we'll see if he can hold on to that undefeated record. Yeah. Um, uh, other than that, it should be a fire ass fire ass card, uh, and. Look, guys, it, it's early in the day. Watch some fights. Go take your loved one out for dinner. It, it allows you to fit in a lot of yeah. things for your Saturday. Like cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, also, uh, I think it's happening on uh, either Friday on Prime Video. We got one on Prime Video 3. Dude, this is going to be fucking sick, man. I'm, you know who I'm looking forward to? I'm looking for that Cintamut, um Clint Me. Dude, that's on the the Muay Thai card. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's, I'm seeing it on the ad right now. But the, I was watching him on a uh, one championship. And dude, that dude's fucking raw as fuck. And then that Rutolo guy, he's doing a grappling thing. Cade Rutolo versus yeah. uh, Uali Kurzev. So that um, that dude you know, makes grappling exciting. So I'm, yeah, I'm looking so forward to that. Let's touch on a little bit on the the main event, which is an MMA fight. Yeah, uh, for the bantam dude. for one championships bantamweight world title. John Lineker still doing it. Yeah, versus Fabricio Andrade. Dude, both oh, of these my, motherfuckers oh, are fucking good, man. Fire, fire! John Lineker, man, he's in the game for a while. God damn, yeah. that guy. Who do you got for this one? I don't know. You know, John Lineker, he has all the experience. I think he's the champ, right? Like he yeah, is and Fabricio and, jo- and Fabricio and Jods only had like nine fights, and John John Lineker has had like four like forty six fights, <laughs> Dude, <I laughs> or some like, shit like that, yeah. <laughs> or forty four fights, forty four fights. Excuse me. Well, let me tell you this. And nine. Oh, The last little. time, the last time John Lineker got finished was in two thousand twelve by Louis Gadno by guillotine choke. Look at you Look with at that. the knowledge, man. And I don't think Andrade can finish this guy. I mean, Andrade is cool, but man. Does youth win out here? No, I don't think so. I think experience does. Yeah. I think it's going to be John Lineker by body shot. Dude, he fucking can hit. Yeah. John Lineker's got fucking dynamite in his hands. He does. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of, dude, we've like been like on a kind of in sync for most of this, this episode here. I, I, I'm kind of looking for John Lineker to hold it down too. I kind of feel yeah. the same way. I think it's going to be a TKO. Uh, nine fights against, uh, I don't know, That's man. I, just, I think just feeding this kid, but, but Andrade is good. He is good. So like, so I don't know, but I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the old lion. I think he's still got it in him. Me too. I think he's going to do something. Uh, what, what other uh, fights are you looking forward to on this card, bud? None. <laughs> well, you just want, the grappling not, match and, and just the grappling match stuff, yeah. yeah and, they, and some of the I mean, Muay Thai fights yeah. I know you like I know you like shouting out the Filipinos at straw weight there's Jeremy Miado from the Philippines he's from, he's from Philippines 
That's what he's claiming. Oh, and he's going up against someone from uh, uh, Australia, but he's oh. training out of Thailand, Daniel Williams. Yeah, that dude's good. Um, so that's that's strawweight. That's the lead card. Um, strawweight. Uh, I want to shout out um, a U.S. fighter. Um, this is a bantamweight Muay Thai fight. Asa Tenpal from the United States. He has a gym in Florida. Um, he fought actually on a triumphant card here uh, out here in Oakland years ago. Um, uh, Asa Tenpal, one of the most athletic and smarter uh, uh, Muay Thai and kickboxing fighters. He's fighting uh, uh, a guy out of Algeria, Mehdi Zatout. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that one. Good luck to Asa. Good luck to Mehdi as well, but um, maybe emotionally because... I met the guy, super nice guy, Asa Tenpal. Uh, one of uh, my students had a little bit of a crush on him mm-hmm. for a little bit. So it's one of those pretty boys, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, but let's, let's talk about what you, you were talking about, like uh, in the submission grappling part of this one champ, uh, one championship on a prime video. Kade Rotolo, you, you mentioned him. You know, uh, one is thinking about, um, with their grappling division of banning guard pulls. What do you think about that? What? Yeah. They're thinking about it. They're thinking about get banning guard like pulls. That. Yeah. Just let them pull guard. I, mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, um, I don't think um, the guard pulling has resulted in boring matches in, in at least in the submission grappling part of one so I far. Know, man. So Come I don't on. think it's like a really, I don't think. Uh, well, dude, remember you were bringing up that shit about um, that one gym pulling all their fucking dudes out. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're talking about uh, one, of, one of one of one of the Muay Thai gyms uh, has pulled all of their Muay Thai fighters out of one. Uh, that's fucking one FC. alarming. What is? Yeah. I mean, is it because they're fucking? In, do, do, remember, you were saying wanna, they were in debt, right? Well, do, did you want to jump into that as part of the news part? I was yeah, going to hold on to that as yeah, part yeah. of the news part. Yeah. Um. So, I don't. I don't. I don't think it has anything necessarily to do with um with one championship not necessarily making money because as far as I know, it seems like everyone's checks are being cleared (laughs) as far as I know. But this is uh, one, this one gym, uh, Muay Thai gym has pulled all their, their fighters off out of one. And it started with uh, when um, uh, Petch Morakot fought uh, Talon Chai in one of their previous cards and when uh, Petch Morcott and his team were being flown out to the event, uh, they weren't exactly given the championship treatment. They were f- flown in like economy, uh, <laughs> something about like a. Damn. But, but I'm I'm trying to That's find find an article. Up. I didn't I didn't know we were going to talk about this, but let me see if I could find out this article like, right here. But this motherfucker uh, another is a reason, champion, bro. But there's another Come reason. On. There was another reason why they got they got pulled. There's some other. Hold on. Um, Come on, Rich for one second. Hey, try to uh, what do you call it? What do you call it? Uh, uh, Edit this part out so that I could find this article while I search on my Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I can find this part. Shit, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? All I know is if all of a sudden motherfuckers are starting to pull like and then they pulling a bunch of their fucking dudes out. I wonder how much those guys are getting paid. I'm pretty well, sure they got some good that's contracts a, sometimes. That's a that's a that's a good question, right? How much are they getting paid? Like, oh, how here much we go. Okay, paid, dude. Okay, Petchy and D. 
So the, oh, yeah, it's yeah. Pechen de Muay Thai. That's the name of the gym. They pull here. Here's the here's the fighters they pulled from one championship. Uh, Pech Morakot, Ritiwada, Capitan, Savas Michael, Pech Dom, Mongol Pech. What the fuck is the Pech, dude? That's lots. Dude, can we stay focused for a second? Okay, are you high right now? <laughs> a little bit. Stay focused. Okay, stay focused. All right. So, um, they they pulled like all their fighters from uh from from one, uh, and I think. Well, I mean, I think. Let's see. I think. Um, let's see if we're, if we're talking about the the treatment and whatnot. Um, so I think that's that's part of it. So I think this is a kind of a developing story uh, yeah. in terms of like what's going on here. What's really I don't, I'm going not, on? I'm not sure if it's if it's a, if it's indicative of anything else happening in terms of uh, fight teams and their relationship with one. This is the only gym that's done that so far. So we'll see. We'll see. It could be just this other thing where they're trying to do something else. I think. Uh, Pechin D is trying to start their own promotion as well. I oh, think they're yeah. deciding that they're just going to do like their own Muay Thai promotion and not rely necessarily on uh, on one championship to get fights. And, you know, like more power to them if they can pull it off. Yeah. Do you think that if someone modern day were to be like, hey, man, I'm going to start a Muay Thai or kickboxing Muay Thai uh, type organization do you think it's harder to get sanctioned for smaller gloves? No, I depends on where you do it because in Thailand they're doing it all the time now. Yeah. So do you go smaller gloves though? Is that more appealing? Like, does that promote more knockouts? Like what's the, I think, wh- why it, is that so appealing in one championship? I think, well, it differentiates them from the kickboxing division. True. That. Uh, the kickboxing uses the eight ounce gloves. Uh, I think it promotes uh, really seeing clean and highly active clinch work, which Ooh. is a staple of Muay Thai. People want to see like the elbows fly. They want to see clean sweeps and big knees. Uh, and yeah, I think it makes these Muay Thai guys, I think it makes, makes these Muay Thai guys a little bit honest in terms of their defense against punches. They can't hide behind the big gloves. Yeah. So there's wide appeal for that. I think it pushes the action. Uh, and also makes, I think there's a lot more kicking that happens because maybe you don't want to go in there and mix it up with punches. So it makes your, your kicks more dominant. Um, so I think that is the way to go. I think it's part of the future of it. Uh, but there will always be room for like the traditional boxing gloves. People will still want to see that as well. Uh, it's a beautiful art and I think it is room for all these types of formats. Uh, so, so we'll see, we'll see. Uh, so Sorry for that. Uh, kind of, if it seemed like I was choppy with my information there, folks, oh, but uh, I got to, sorry, but let, let's, let's keep going in terms of the news. Um, you hinted at it earlier, uh, power slap league gets <laughs> approval from the Nevada commission to hold their first event. It's like, it's planned for later this year. Um, have you watched any of these events, these power slap things? To be honest, no, but it looks amazing. It looks amazing if you're like late at night and you're hella bored. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, just, yeah. I'm it's, to be quite honest, I'm just funny. not really curious about it. Yeah. It's funny in clips. You think it's one of those things that's funny? It's because like it's very Instagrammable. Yeah, yeah. You could you sure. could take a five second clip of it. Someone get the shit slapped out of them, <laughs> get the taste like knocked out of them, and then 
then you're done watching it. But I can, can you watch Dude. like an, an even an hour event of people slapping each oh, other? Yeah. Is that something you really can? You could really get into that. Yeah, dude. Really? Dude. Interesting. Okay. Guys, Especially Sean, if it's good entertainment. Sean is not but, hard to please. No. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Um, do, you, do you think it's kind of a weird thing for totally. uh, an athletic commission to, totally. to approve? I don't know why Considering that there's, there's like, I mean, there's still got to be some kind of fucking brain trauma that happens dude, with something yeah, like that, dude. right? You can okay. concussion all day, dude. And they're that's not allowed it. to protect themselves because that's part of the exactly. deal of that that so-called sport, right? <laughs> it's so fucked up when like you flatline and you just <laughs> you fucking your whole you just give out. It's fucking weird because one of the things I do, even though yes, there's risk with with brain trauma and fighting, it's you're allowed to protect yourself. Here in this this power slap shit, you just gotta eat it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking weird. I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know about I'm that. I'm not sure. If I'm, I'm good. Oh, now you don't know you're about it? You're, you're, I'm already signed, ago, actually. I'm already signed. I'm already signed. Yeah, really, you're signing your contract? I signed the contract. <laughs> it's a, you know, multi-million dollar deal. What, how much are these motherfuckers getting paid? Dude, for, I bet you these guys are getting paid match. fucking 10 and 10. $10,000? 10 to show, 10 to win. You're really serious? You think they're getting paid that much? <laughs> no, it's probably like three and three. Or fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred. This deal keeps getting worse, and this this keeps getting worse and worse every time. It's like I'd rather do porn. Come on. Interesting. Probably make a little more. In porn, depends on what kind of porn. Yeah. Oh, see. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. This kind of sounds. I, 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 it sounds like it's getting late for Sean right now. To be quite honest, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like things are getting late. What other news items do you want to talk about? What kind of news? What other news items are you? Oh, we should mention this. Um, the, I think it's something that has been already known, but it's now company policy. It's What's weird this? that it's got to be written out. But the UFC has sent a letter to all of their fighters saying that it's because of the prevalence of sports betting, you know, the websites, oh, yeah. a lot of states yeah. allowing it now. They're just making it clear to their their fighters. UFC fighters are prohibited from betting on UFC fights. Um, I think it's weird that you got to write it out and say it, but here we are. Yeah. I think it should also be pointed out that in certain states, there's even further pro- prohibitions against like family members betting on events oh. that their relatives are on. And so UFC is going to help their, their fighters give them information on whether or not um, they're going to be competing in a state that has those kind of prohibitions. So, so keep in mind, there might be some times where a fighter is going to be competing in an event in a particular state where maybe that fighter's family wouldn't even be allowed to bet on that event. Yeah. So just keep an eye on that. Don't fucking gamble on your shit, guys. Just keep shit clean, all right? Yeah. There's already enough corruption in sports. Let's not muddy the Let's waters. Let's not turn here. this place into Thailand, okay? Why not? I know. Okay, it's fun. <laughs> okay, so I, that's my that's the last news item I have on my menu. What about you, Sean? You got anything going on for your end? No, I think um, I'm just excited for these fights. I didn't know it was going to be so early, so I'm hoping. Well, it's not like it's, time. it's not like at 7 a.m. <laughs> I think the prelims might be. Yeah, really? 
God yeah. damn. Okay. Well, guys, have your coffee ready. <laughs> um, just real quick, I want to shout out Ty. Ty is fighting oh, man. Friday morning Ty. in Thailand. Another Good fight. Ty. She's keeping busy out there. Um, so uh, we're cheering for you, Ty. Good luck, Ty. Chokti. 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 All right. That's all I got, buddy. That's all we got. Uh, anything else? No, I don't think so. Well, don't forget we have merch. So don't yeah, forget click- if you guys want to take a look, click the link in the bio. Come support the podcast and yeah. look out for merch updates because we're going to be coming out with shit all the time. Can't wait Literal for the powdered do- <laughs> powder donut sweater. <laughs> Can't wait for the powdered donut sweater. Probably going to do that next week. Okay. I don't know at, how that's going to work. But look at look at Sean getting inspiration from random spots. I like it. But uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, everybody. And don't forget to share the podcast as well. Uh, big things coming. Freaking. He has a laptop, everyone. I think the yeah, sound so quality is about that, to come up soon. I don't know what it means. So, Sean, you got to tutor me in <laughs> terms of how to do this. So yeah. we'll, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Uh, don't forget to follow us on our social media. Instagram, Sean underscore Pierre underscore you, Carlo. Hopkey one, guys. And uh, don't forget to hit up Magala Jiu-Jitsu in San Francisco in the Mission District. Uh, Fight Culture in Daly City. Uh, top of the Hill. Uh, Evolve Training Center in uh, South City. And Omni Movement out there in Hercules. And I am over at Hapkiru USA and Kohaldo Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Golden Pizza Muay Thai in San Francisco's Sunset District. And don't forget to check out Pacific Ring Sports in Oakland for all your martial arts needs. You might want to pick on these, uh, or you might want to bet on these picks now, guys. Uh, we're, we're pretty smart. To, uh, we're, we're pretty smart. <laughs> I think we're starting to become profits. Anyway, uh, have a safe weekend. I think there's going to be some Halloween parties, so look out on the road and don't drink and drive. Take care, guys. Peace. Peace.